Hello and welcome to Celtic Down Under. My name is Laura and I'm joined as always by Liam for yet another World Cup preview. How are you doing, Liam? Good. Very excited to talk about this one. Um, got my scarf and everything. Fun, Very... fun fact, in Japan, yes. because of the humidity, the scarf is actually a towel. Okay. So it doubles up as like a, a gym towel as much as a scarf. Excellent stuff. Do you know that could come in handy in more more places than just Japan? But, um, Aye. but um, Japanese ingenuity at the fore once again. Um, so I'm going to be completely honest about this. Hmm. Beyond the um the Japanese players, four of them who happen to play in green and white. Um, my knowledge of Japanese football and of the players involved in the squad is is limited at best. Um, so we will we will go um go by your lead as far as that's concerned and I think that's probably a good place to start to be honest with this one is mm. looking at the squad so we'll do that yeah um I'll just bring them up on the screen for everybody so um Japanese squad we have got goalkeepers AJ Kawashima yep. Suchi Gonda and Daniel Schmidt and uh, not the most uh a Japanese of names there, but um, his, da- his dad's American. Just to answer the obvious question, <laughs> right? Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, um, so, looking at those three goalkeepers, um, what's your opinion of those? Do you have any idea who might be who might be first choice out of those ones? Well, Scottish fans might remember Eiji Kawashima's brief uh, spell at Dundee United a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. um, where he did not exactly cover himself in glory and. Now, Kawashima has been a fixture of the Japan squad for about 10, 15 years. So he is a legend in terms of st- status, but he is a bit of a shaky goalkeeper, I'm afraid. Um, Gonda is solid, but kind of unimpressive, if you know what I mean. It's like you very rarely see him make a mistake, but you rarely see him pull off a world-class save either. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Schmidt is an up-and-coming younger keeper who I've only seen him play for the national team once, but he's impressed me. And the fact that he's already playing in Europe suggests that clearly there are people who think he, he has the potential to go further. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there seems to be, on this particular website, I'm getting the squad from Goal.com, and they're talking mm-hmm. about um, a few players who've missed out. Kosai Tani, it- Keisuke Osaka, Osako and Zion yeah. Suzuki. Um, yeah. Are any of those names that you know or that you would have expected to be in the squad? Well, I think Tani and Suzuki have been a wee bit optimistic because... <laughs> uh, excuse me. Um, on the um, on the build-up to the, the, the tournament, they were never really considered. But Osako played in the last World Cup. He is a very, very good player. And mm-hmm. I... Yeah, there's about... There's probably three or four players that I am genuinely shocked didn't make the squad. There's another couple of players that I think should have made the squad, but were never in serious consideration. If you know how um, how the manager Moriyasu does his business, um, but yeah, he was Osako is one of them that not just myself, but a lot of uh, the Samurai Blue fans are not happy that he's not in that squad. It'll be interesting to get into a little bit more depth about the way the 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 manager works um, and we'll mm. talk about that going forward but before we do that we'll look at the defence so we've got Miki Yamani um, we've got Shogo Taniguchi we've got Yuto Nagamoto 
Takahiro Tomiyasu of Arsenal, um, Hiroki Sakai, uh, Ko Itakura of Borussia Mönchengladbach, he's a name people might know as well, Maya Yoshida of Schalke, Hiroki Ito of um, Stuttgart, and another name to be confirmed according to this um, list, which I hadn't realised well, before. Well, I can, I can actually confirm that, that that's not going to be a defender. Another striker was called up when um, Nakayama pulled out injured last week. Okay. So that, I'm afraid, that is, um, that's not quite up to date. Yeah. Uh, understandable, though, because, I, I, you know, outside of Japan, I don't think many people have been talking about the the ins and outs of the Japan squad. So, yeah, uh, but looking at that um, defense, I mean, where, where's the where's the standout players for you in terms of the the, the players that they might be able to rely on uh, to to keep clean sheets? Because I think that will be a, a big feature for Japan of getting anywhere uh, far into the tournament. Well, again, a bit like um, a bit like we talked about in Spain before that there is the the, the balance of experience and promising youth there. Um, Nagatomo and Yoshida are stalwarts of the squad, both well into their 30s now, but both still very capable. Nagatomo in particular, for a guy who I think is 35 now, his pace is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He is your, your classic attacking fullback, and uh, he, he's, a, he's a joy to watch. Um, you know, a few years ago, I was really, I was really sad when he got briefly linked to a Celtic, but it, no, nothing ever happened, because I would love to have seen him in a Celtic shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we don't need to... I think Celtic fans nowadays, certainly, maybe not two years ago, they wouldn't have had the same attitude, but um, certainly now we don't need to be um, reminded of the quality that's available in Japan and in the J-League. Um, and certainly mm. I wouldn't be averse to, to seeing more of that coming over to, to Celtic Park. Um, I just wanted to take a minute to talk about um, Takehiro Tomiyasu because he he is a player, obviously, of all those players who I've seen more of playing for Arsenal mm. than any other yeah. I really, really like him as a player. I think he's very versatile across the back line. I think he can play fullback, but he can also do a job as part of a back three. Um, is he going to be vital as much to Japan's chances of, uh, you know, creating chances going forward as defending, you think? Yeah, I mean, in, in the future, I think a lot of Japanese fans are perceiving him as the natural heir to Nagatomo in terms of the attacking fullback. Mm-hmm. Um, Tomiyasu... I've, I've actually, funnily enough, with the way TV works over here, I've seen a lot more of him in an Arsenal shirt than I have in a Japan shirt. Right. Um, but I really, I like what I've seen. Um, he he really impresses me. As I said before, that defence balances youth and experience. Mm-hmm. Where Nagatomo and Yoshida bring the experience, Tomoyasu brings that exciting young talent um, that could really set the tournament alight if things go well for Japan. Yeah, absolutely. Japan are always seem to be one of those nations for whom um, there are a couple of breakout stars who no doubt get their, their big move to Europe and, and there might be a chance for more players in that defence to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Going ahead and looking at the midfielders, we've got Wataru Endo of uh, Stuttgart, we've got Gaku Shibasaki of Leganes, we've got Takumi Minamino of Monaco, formerly of Liverpool, obviously, Hidemasa yeah. uh, Morita of Sporting, Daichi Kamada of Eintracht Frankfurt, Ayo Tanaka of Fortuna Dusseldorf, Ritsu Doan of uh, Freiburg, and Yuki Soma of Nagoya Grampus. Um, mm. Looking at that one, I have to say, um, even though that they've got a few, few players based in Europe, yeah, um, they're not a, they're not a part of the squad that I'm entirely familiar with. Um, Minamino aside, um, 
what's your take on that squad and, and, and what they can offer both in terms of defensively and going forward for Japan? Well, and again, it, it, it's not surprising because of what Mar- Moriasu set out as the manager, but it's very frustrating. And I don't mean this as a, as a personal slight on the player, but to see Shibasaki in that midfield ahead of Hatate is quite quite infuriating because yeah. he's a similar type of player, but he's a lot older. Um, yeah. So if you imagine a slower, less mo- less uh, less mobile and less dynamic Rio Hatate, that is Gaku Shibasaki. Um, yeah. And I think that's a real shame because he's probably not even going to get us. He's probably not going to be a starter. He's probably going to be a, a sub. Um and I think that that bear could really have gone to Hatate, who is a young and up and coming player. Whereas, with the greatest respect, Shibasaki is on the way out. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Kamada um, strikes a magnificent penalty. I seem to remember. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, now, I, now, who would they have? No, I can't remember who would have scored one of those against. Remind mm. me. Yeah, um... I'm thinking of a very young team. A very young team. Aye, aye, aye. Aye, begins with R and ends in liquidation. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Aye, aye. The the other thing about this is that, again, slight error on this website's part. Uh, Richard Mm -hmm. Doan is a forward. He's not a midfielder. Okay. Uh, And uh, he is one to watch. He made the move to Freiburg uh, last year. And um, he is being touted as one of the sort of a emerging talents. Um, ever ever since Keisuke Honda retired from the international scene, there's been a kind of a a clamour amongst various strikers and attacking players to kind of become the new Honda, and yeah. it hasn't really happened yet. But Doan is one of those contenders, along with our own Kyogo. Um, but, uh, yeah, he will be an interesting one to watch. Um, again, might not necessarily start, might be more of an impact sub. Um, and uh, I think Kamada is potentially the best player in that midfield because he brings a stable head. He has the European experience, obviously. And he is very, a very, very good at picking out a pass. He will sit that wee bit deeper and play in the likes of uh, Minamino, who yeah. will be in the more attacking roles, obviously. Um, yeah, all in, it's a pretty balanced midfield. I said just the one thing, I I, I don't know why Shibasaki's there, because I don't see him starting, and I don't see him making much of a contribution at this stage of his career. Well, I'll, that'll give me something to shout at the TV when uh, when he does something rubbish. I'll be going, Shibasaki, you're shite. You should have been Hatate. It will also invite plenty of ridicule from people watching this when he ends up scoring the winner in the final. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking at the forward line, obviously we've got Doan, who you mentioned. Um, you had another striker there you said had been placed in instead of a, a defender who had pulled out. Who was that again? Um, it was, uh, if I remember correctly, it was... Uh... It might be been Asano. I, I can't yeah. remember exactly. Um, okay. okay. In fact, well, sorry, I tell a lie. Whoever it is is not listed there, actually, because it was somebody from the J-League. Um, right. And his, his name escapes me at the moment. Right. We'll um, keep an eye out for him, never, nevertheless. I, I, I mean, um, whoever came, the, the guy that came in is, is unlikely to be a starter because you've got the established 
um, Maeda, uh, Kubo. Again, I don't know whether we've got Kubo as a forward. I think of him as more of a midfielder. And mm-hmm, Mitoma, mm-hmm. Mitoma is definitely a midfielder. Yeah. So, I, I, well, th- this this brings this brings. Let's get on to this before we talk about anything else. Um, mm. We'll just pull the squad down there. I mean, I'm disappointed to hear that that because to my mind that website that we've used for other squads has been pretty much entirely accurate for the squads that I know well. Mm. Um, I'm disappointed to hear that it doesn't appear entirely accurate from your point of view as somebody who knows Japanese football. Is that? Am I reading too much into it to say that that's indicative of a wider disrespect for Japanese football that you think might be the problem? Um, I don't know if it's a sp- specifically a respect for disrespect for Japanese football. I think it's a disrespect for smaller perce- perceived smaller nations in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that later on, when we cover the likes of, uh, you know, perhaps Cameroon or uh, or. Um, uh, maybe even Costa Rica, we might hit similar issues because there's going to be players there that people are less aware of. Yeah, and of and course, in our ignorance, we'll probably be none the wiser either. Um, no, it, probably not. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's because of your knowledge of the, of the Japanese football team that we're even aware of these errors, you know, but um, it'll be interesting nevertheless to find out. The other thing uh, I wanted to ask you, you hinted at it a couple of times when we were going through that squad about the manager's hmm. Uh, mindset and how he's set up and how that might have dictated the players that he's he's selected for the squad. What what do you mean exactly by that? What what is going to be the expected way that he'll want Japan to play at this World Cup? Right. Well, basically, Moriyasu's um, philosophy. Uh, he got the job as national manager on the back of doing pretty well with the Olympic team, mm-hmm. um, uh, and. Uh, Maeda was part of that team, which is why he has now graduated, if you like, to being a part of the national setup. Um, but um, he is one of those managers, a bit like a bit like Gordon Strachan in the sense that he has his players that he likes and he has his players that he doesn't fancy. And yeah. if he doesn't fancy you, you have to do something really exceptional to change his mind, um, which is why Kyogo is not in that squad. Because yeah. as much as we love Kyogo and we know what he can do at Celtic, um, he has not really done it for Japan yet. Um, whereas Maeda has. Yeah. So whereas a lot of Celtic fans are like, why the hell is Maeda playing and Kyogo isn't? It's like, um, if you actually watch just the Japan games in a, as a standalone thing, forgetting what either player does at Celtic, Maeda is a much more useful player for Japan in the system that they play. I mean, there's an argument to say that that, that more international managers should, should approach things that way. It, it's not necessarily about the form player or the or or certainly I think I think um, managers in the past have fallen foul of trying to pick the best eleven Japanese players or the best eleven English players or the best eleven Italian players and not look to a system or a way of playing football that they want to play. So perhaps. As much as it irks me to say it, Kyogo not being in, there would be no point in him being there if he wasn't offering something to the manager that he didn't want. No, and and, and that's the thing. It's like um, uh, Ito, Junior Ito. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, he's a wee bit older. I believe he's twenty nine or maybe thirty now. He is a a sort of a, a a Kyogo type player. Not not as fast, but as as lethal a finisher. And I think that if you have Ito and Maeda in the attack, then 
you've pretty much covered your bases already. And Kyogo yeah. might be individually better in terms of his overall ability than both of those players, but he does not fit into Japan's system as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, um, from what you've said or, or the discussions we've had around Jap- Japan and how they're going to line up, it'll be interesting from a Celtic supporter's point of view to watch uh, Maeda playing as part of perhaps a front two or certainly more centrally than he does for Celtic and seeing the difference that that makes to the way that he plays football. Yeah, uh, one of my big hopes for this World Cup, because J- Japan are going to struggle to get out of this group. I, I really hope they, they do, but um, I-, I think they're going to struggle because they're up against two teams that could end up going to the, the last four of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, I, my, my, one of my big hopes is that a lot of Celtic fans who are critical of, of Dyson Maeda will perhaps reassess what they think of him after they see him at this World Cup. Um, yeah, I, I certainly hope so, um, because certainly from from being with you on the, the Celtic State of Mind podcasts and, uh, and getting to know you and your appreciation for, for Japanese football over, over the, the last year or so, I've seen in you a, a great excitement at Maeda being a Celtic player that I don't think, as somebody who wasn't a fan of Japanese football before, any most other Celtic fans share because I don't think, I don't think he's shown the best of himself in a Celtic strip. So I'll be, I'll be willing him on, like you said, to 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 do that in a Japan shirt in Qatar. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I. I. I really hope that that he does something special. Um, not special enough that Real Madrid are going to come in and steal him from us. <laughs> that maybe you know Celtic fans just take stock of how good a player we actually have there. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Um, just to close things out, we'll just have a little bit of a look at the the fixtures that they've got. We've already um gone over this in the previous uh, videos, and we would encourage all of you to to go back and watch those because we really are looking forward to um covering more teams as we have done all the teams in the tournament up to this point but looking at mm. the fixtures obviously they're opening against Germany you'll struggle to find a harder opener for a, for a nation than that in the entire tournament they've then got Costa Rica and they've then got Japan now you could say uh, sorry they've then got Spain you could say um, we've talked about the the chance of a team perhaps being able to rest players. Spain are opening against Costa Rica and then playing Germany. Mm. Theoretically, they come out of that with six or even four points and they might feel like they're in a position, depending on other results, to rest players, giving Japan a chance. Um, We've talked before about the, the toughest opening game. The pressure's almost off Japan, I think, against Germany in a way because nobody's expecting anything from them anyway. Or do you think... Do you think it will still be a nerve-wracking one for them? I think they're going to want to take something from that game because they're going to, in their minds, getting out of this group is going to probably mean having to finish above Germany because Spain are the favourites to win the group. Uh-huh. Um, although, you know, you could argue it goes back and forth between Spain and Germany. There's probably not much in it. But at the end of the day, if you want to come second in the group, you have to beat the team that's expected to finish second. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but what would concern me more would be if Japan do somehow get a result against Germany, which they might. Um, in the last World Cup, they went out and surprised everybody by beating Colombia in their first game, who mm-hmm. were the the favourites to win that group. But 
they then went out and kind of bottled it against Senegal and ended up drawing to each, conceding a couple of really cheap goals. Yep. Um, so I would hope that if they do get something against Germany, the same complacency doesn't take root when they play Costa Rica. Because yep. as Scotland fans know, you write off Costa Rica at your peril, you know? Yes, absolutely. Um um, I'll leave the, I'll leave the closing word to you then on Japan. Um, mm. What are your hopes for them at this World Cup? What 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 looks like a successful World Cup for Japan to you as somebody who is a is a fan and and is, has made the country your home? Uh, well, I've been instructed to by the wife to say that you know I hope and expect Japan will win the World Cup. But uh, <laughs> sorry, Kyo, that's not realistic. <laughs> that's a fair point um but yeah as 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 my wife keeps reminding me every time i bring up the world cup yeah, yeah why yeah. is scotland not there um <laughs> but uh no i i i hope that they just give a good account of themselves because i really i as as you know i'm passionate about japanese football i'm passionate about promoting japan generally as a country it's it's been my home for almost my entire adult life my wife is japanese i love this country i love these people and the joy that was that washed through this country for a couple of days when after we beat colombia at the last world cup was incredible and if we can capture even just a wee bit of that magic again i'll be delighted well i certainly hope that's the case and even though we don't have the representation at the the world cup and the japan team that we thought we might i'm pretty sure most celtic supporters will be um, will be honorary Japanese fans for this tournament and certainly we're hoping that they do well um, so with that said thank you very much Liam for joining me uh, join us next time as we close out the reviews of Group E with Costa Rica um, it's going to be an interesting one and as always we'll use that as a kind of a video not only to look at Costa Rica but to overview the group in its entirety Liam thank you for joining me and I'll see you again next time thanks see you then <laughs>